god. Perfect. I went a little too hard. All right. Really? All right. That's the, know, probably the first it. one that actually this hurt. This podcast goes hard in the paint. I appreciate it. True, he does appreciate it. That's yeah. a song. Yeah. See? Okay. I got it. Is it? We're gonna yeah, we're go going full steam paint. ahead. Josh has uh, a ten o'clock curfew, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I got things I got to do tonight. Oh, like, uh-huh. I just thought it was like your bedtime. Like at ten o'clock, you instantly power down. I yeah, thought he turned I mean, into a happened. gremlin. No, that's after midnight. If oh. if if I'm fed after midnight, I turn into a gremlin. Okay. It's almost like you never even watched that movie, man. It's yeah, like I if I'm fed it. after midnight, I turn into a mogwai or whatever it's called. You know, yeah, I only mogul. watch Fast and Furious movies, okay? <laughs> you, t- you turn into a muggle? <laughs> so you're just a regular human? <laughs> I, nice. I said mogul, but I like... Mo- <laughs> I, like- <laughs> I like how we went from mogul, from like Kim Kardashian, uh, to just, you know, everyday person. Uh, yeah. This is going to be... This is a bad idea. I Hello, everyone! <laughs> Oh, I don't even do the hellos like you do. Anyway, hello, and welcome back to episode three of the Bop and Music Podcast. We have a special show for you this week, as we get to sit down with the creator of Culture Bop himself, Mr. Joshua Sensational Sex Symbol McMullen. That was improvised. And delve into one of our favorite genres of music and talk about the good old days. Joining me as as always is the illustrious... Jeffrey, how do you want me to pronounce your last name this time? Uh, right well, way? let's just go with the heritage version, and we'll just say Smith, because that's all it means anyways. Okay, Jeffrey Anonymous, and I am, of course, Dylan Martin. How am I doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. How did you know what my uh, nickname in college was? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody thought it was that. Everybody, dude. <laughs> I wish I could have known you in college. Then I could have actually uh, gone. <laughs> Shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, <laughs> man. That was good, though. I went for like a year and a half, and I was like, that's that's good enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a waste of fucking time. Yeah, Jeff followed that. through with college. He, he's he got a yeah. fucking, like, Yeah, but he job. also went into the, he went into the military. So that's true. He, he could have. Oh, thank you for your service. Through. Yeah. That's kind of semi close to that time uh, period. I have you listened to anything he said about his service? No. I oh, actually, yes, Jeffrey. <laughs> no, I, I I actually have. He he invented the railgun by himself. <laughs> That's what it was. Yes, yes. There we go. <laughs> oh, we have a topic. So <sighs> we do. We have a good topic. We have a topic that I almost didn't invite you to because I was like, he won't want to do this episode. <laughs> You're a ridiculous human being. I didn't That's even th- we, correlate. We thought you wanted to be on the rap episode. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty much That's what the past two have been, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, no, more. I just didn't correlate uh, your name, your your virtual space handle with mm. what this episode is about. And this episode is brought to you by... I'm joking. <laughs> this episode is... This actually, this episode is brought to you by Culture Bob because you're here and that's all that matters. There you go. It's Nailed true. It. See? It's true. All right. Pop punk, if you didn't know, isn't just alternative rock. I say that because up until we decided to do this topic, I always considered punk punk to be alternative or skater rock, thinks Tony Hawk's pro skater. 
but that aside, pop punk is a genre that has been around for quite some time, and it is still here with us today, albeit perhaps a little different from when your three lovely hosts were growing up. Because <sighs> I just recently <laughs> discovered that Jeff is actually 10 years older than me, so he could technically be my dad somehow. Uh, anyways, that's what we want to delve into today for you, the Bobsters. We'll talk about the inception of pop punk, what we know it to be, and where it's at now, all while going through who some of our favorite artists in pop punk are. So, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. This is exciting, because I get to learn a little bit about Josh today. Mm-hmm. And how his his love for pop punk started. So, definition as brought to you by the irrefutable Wikipedia of pop punk is it's a rock music genre that combines elements of punk rock with pop or power pop, also didn't know power pop was a thing. It is defined for its emphasis on classic pop songcraft as well as adolescent and anti-suburbia themes. So, you know, Josh, this is actually anti-you right now because you were a part of that domesticated life. <laughs> <coughs> and uh, it's distinguished from other punk variant genres by drawing more heavily from 1960s bands such as the Beatles, the Kinks, and the Beach Boys. The genre has evolved throughout its history, absorbing elements from new wave, college rock, ska, rap, emo, and boy bands. Let's not forget how Backstreet Boys inspired the punk rock that we know today. Of course. Yes. It is sometimes considered interchangeable with power pop and skate punk, which I was kind of close on. So how do you define pop punk? Uh, let's start with Josh. Uh, I mean... Pop punk to me is, I, I think, where, I, I mean, I think that you kind of nailed what it was, where it's like, for lack of a better term, it's punk music with a, like, real big emphasis on classical, like, pop songwriting. Um, a lot of the stuff that I think of when I think pop punk is stuff like, from around the time that I was growing up where you had stuff like, uh, you know, kind of fallout boy, um, blink One Eighty Two, uh, I mean, green day was still pretty big. Um, some 41 good Charlotte stuff like that. Um, where it was very much like it had like a, like a pop sheen to it, but it was still like not, uh, it, like it wasn't boy bands, you know what I mean? Right. Like it was like that's the other. I feel like when I was growing up, that was the other big like musical thing that kind of like defined music of that time. It was boy bands, girl bands, and pop punk. Yeah. So um, do you mean like TRL essentially? Is that is yeah, that yeah, what you're ba- basically, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and, and so you're pop punk, the fourth I, pole there. The what? what? The fourth post: boy bands, girl bands, pop punk, Limp Bizkit. Oh, oh Jesus. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the, the four horsemen of the TRL pop <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, it, it was stuff that had like a little bit of a harder edge to pop songcraft, but wasn't like, I mean, for I hate to say this, but it wasn't you know Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit was even like a little bit like I I I, I hesitate to say harder than like pop punk but like i feel like it had like a more aggressive tendency to it yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. that's the way we'll put it is is more aggressive 
and that, that's where I would yeah be. and i think i agree with you like that's mm-hmm. because you know you and i are pretty much the same age you're a couple years older but it's that's where i grew up too that's how looking back at it now that i have the right definition that's that's how i see pop punk those are the ones that i grew up with would be the fallout boys and the the good charlottes and the paramore and stuff like that that's how i mm-hmm. see it but jeff was saying before the show that he deviates away from that because he has another definition. So, Jeff, how do you see it being a decade older than me, Papa? Yeah, so I I see it really similar, but I kind of cut out the bands like your Fallout Boy, Paramore, stuff like that. I kind of consider them to be a little bit more in like that emo vein. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at pop punk as like this kind of always evolving amalgamous idea of music, right? And it's really interesting, and I think... Um, one of the best terms I've heard used to describe it in the way that I think about it is Barker core. Okay. Um, Barker core is things that involve Travis Barker, right? <laughs> it, it's true. It's a funny term, but it's, man, is it true? Uh, okay. You laugh cause you know, I'm right. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. And see, I started with pop punk before Travis Barker. So mm-hmm. my idea of Blink-182 is Scott Rayner on the drums, uh, okay, right? Yeah. From, like, Damn It and, um, you know, Dude Ranch and all that era yeah, of Blink. Cheshire is and... Yeah, that's yeah. the pop punk that I like. Or, like, even to the extent of, like, AFI, and they're a harder band because they change style so frequently, right? And mm-hmm. growing up, I listened to a lot of punk. Um, I listened to, like punk that i wouldn't consider pop punk right like tsol uh bad brain stop me when i get to a band name that you know uh you know green earth (laughs) like these like kind of more skate punk type bands those were the things that i liked and gravitated towards and pop punk was kind of like i don't want to say it was like a spotlight kind of being put on my style of music that i was into um but i did like it it just it was i had a weird relationship with it and so i don't consider um, bands like Paramore to be pop punk, I recognize the idea that they could be. Um, hmm. And that being said, I believe that we're in like this amazing renaissance of Barker core, pop punk, whatever you want to call it. And it's interesting to see. And that was part of why I really wanted to just have this whole discussion. Cause like once I realized, holy shit, my idea of pop punk is way different than somebody that's 10 years younger than me. I was like, this is going to be fun. Like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, because my sentiments continue that. It's like, I what what there is today, I do not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that I don't like it, but it, it's, you know, back in my day, that's one of those type of situations. It's like, this was our pop punk, you know, this is what Josh and I liked. And it's like the stuff I listen to now. One of the artists that you'll talk about a little later, when I saw it on this list, I was like, bullshit. Like, I don't agree with that. And then I had to sit and think about it and I had to contemplate and i'm like son of a bitch like oh now i'm so curious <laughs> oh it's it's one i hear on the radio all the time that should that should settle it um oh okay i think i know what you mean yeah um so looking so some of the artists that we didn't name right there were they would be the ones who some consider like some of the founding artists of pop punk so would you both agree that the ramones and the buzzcocks kind of fit that category 100 percent. yeah nope. I, I don't you think say no have- yeah, no. Really? Nope. In my mind, okay, so in my mind, the Ramones are punk. 
right? And and that may be, like I said, kind of grown up in that vein, you know, of like listening to punk. I think of the Ramones as punk. So that and that's this is kind of exactly what I expected out of here. Hmm. But I, I'm curious to hear why you consider them pop punk, and it could be an age thing. It could be a demographic. thing. I mean, it's I, a I'm sound really thing curious. for me too. Like sure. I don't know. I considered the Ramones, so I'm not huge on the Buzzcocks. Like, I can't, you know, I can't say that I've listened to them as much as I have the Ramones or something like that, but I just, they have that sound. Like, that's when I think of pop punk, like, and I think of how it would start, you know, mm-hmm. around some kind of time period. I feel like the Ramones are, are kind of that staple. So if that's not the, well, Josh, you go ahead too. Like, you, you sounded just as surprised as I was. Like, what do you think about the Ramones and the Buzzcocks? Yeah, uh, so I, much like you, have not delved as headlong into the uh, catalog of, like, the Buzzcocks. Uh, it's just not something that I've necessarily, like, I don't want to say wanted to do, but it, it's something that, like, is just always like, yeah, I'll do that someday, and then I never do, sort of thing. Well, um, I think some of that music's hard to approach, too, if you're not. If you're not steeped in it, I guess I should say, you know, it doesn't age well. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason that I say something along the lines of like um, uh, the Ramones, you know, that we're talking about is I I don't think that you could ever really get to the bands that we would, you know, kind of like know without the Ramones. And, And maybe that you could go into like, well, that's where the origins start. Uh, you know, they were a quote-unquote punk band. But, like, honestly, where I tend to differentiate that is, like, when you listen to stuff like, um, uh, let me, I mean, let me kind of, I, I don't want to say that when you listen to stuff like the Sex Pistols, it's different from what the Ramones were doing, but it is what what they were doing is very much a like almost scorched earth type of approach to making their music. Or you listen to stuff like uh, you know the Stooges, you know when Iggy Pop was like there, and like again, you you might not even consider him punk, but like. You listen to that stuff, and then you listen to the Ramones, and it is totally different. The Ramones really built their sound around very simple instrumentation, but like making sure that the melodies were hooky as shit. Like the minute that you heard, you know, Blitzkrieg Bop, you knew that that was Blitzkrieg Bop, or you heard um, Sheena is a punk rocker, right? You immediately like, oh, okay. But like when I listen to some of the stuff from the Sex Pistols or or earlier stuff, where it's like I don't say walls of sound because that's not that's really not right. But when I listen to stuff like that, I'm I couldn't necessarily tell you one song from the next. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I think yeah. I mean, the Sex Pistols versus the Ramones, you're definitely talking like a lot grittier sound. In my mind, I kind of consider the Sex Pistols kind of like. The antithesis of punk, right? Like, the attitude, the look, mm-hmm. the the reception to the positive spotlight being shined on them. I mean, the front man himself. I mean, it, 
Yeah, so I, I guess I can see the argument for the Ramones kind of being like the birthplace of punk pop, or pop punk. Um, yeah, I just, I guess I never thought of it that way. So, I mean, I, I see why you could say that. I, I, I mean, <clears throat> if, if we're talking like what I would consider like even the real like first steps towards punk, punk I, I think that we would be remiss if we didn't at the very least mention the clash because oh, I think yeah, even without like the Ramones, like if you don't have the clash, you don't have pop punk. I don't think because so take their first record. Uh, I think it was just titled the clash. Uh, and, and um, you go into give them enough rope and they're starting to kind of like experiment with stuff there. And then when you get to London calling in, in 79, like, not only is it all over the place, like in terms of like adding influences, but it is still very much a punk record and is very much like embroiled in in punk themes. But this like the difference between London Calling and like Give Them Enough Rope is there are so many songs on there that are like ready to hit like top forty radio. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is unreal how many songs on that record could be, like, or could have been. I don't know that they necessarily were, but they totally could have been top 40 hits. So it's essentially like bands like The Clash and The Ramones and The Buzzcocks. It's like mm-hmm. we all have different ideas of what they should be as in their in their lineage of pop punk, like I think yeah. the Ramones for sure, the Clash are good early representations of pop punk. But you know, to someone like Jeff, not necessarily. So it, Jeff, if you had one like clear defining artist from around the same time period that could be your stepping stone as to what pop punk is back then, what would it be, or who would they be? Uh I you know, I, it's going to be a left field. Um, but I would probably say social distortion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get that. They, they never really fit into like a punk mold. They never fit into a pop mold. They're definitely like that California sound. It, it'd either be like them, or like uh, West Coast Tiger Army, maybe. Um, okay. I don't know who that is, but I'm still with <laughs> you on social distortion. Yeah. So yeah, there's um no. I said West Coast Tiger Army. I meant West Coast Agent Orange. Um, Agent Orange is a, a notorious old punk band. They sounded like one thing when they lived in New York, and then they moved to California and sounded like something different. And their mm-hmm. fan base vehemently hates each other. <laughs> it's, it's like New York people are like, fuck the West Coast people, and the West Coast people are like, fuck the New York people. And they hate those albums, and it's it's funny to watch them eat each other alive. Um, so probably Social Distortion or Agent Orange those would be like the two because in my mind, you know, it, they help define that sound. And you look at pop punk bands like Blink-182 and what they grew up on. And Social D is one of those. I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately, yeah, Social sure. D is more iconic for their logo than their music, I feel like. Um, you know, because you could put that drinking skeleton in front of anybody and they're like, oh, Social right. D. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, I kind of consider them, I mean... In a ways, I kind of consider them to be, you know, the Godfathers of pop punk. Um, 
I mean, they've been doing this since like the 70s, I want to say, like 75, 76, I think. Something I'm, like that. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they definitely started off way more rockabilly kind of, you know, but evolving. And so, like, I kind of consider them first step. And, and like I said, I see the argument for the Ramones. And it's like, oh, yeah, the Ramones were on Sesame Street. Like, that that was a thing. So... <laughs> It doesn't get a whole lot more mainstream than that. That also, full disclosure, that's probably why there, there's a lot to be unpacked there at some point right. in a future episode. How the Ramones wound up on Sesame Street. Um, there, I mean, yeah. So you know, you mentioned Blink One Eighty Two, and like we covered Social D, we covered the Ramones, Buzzcocks, Clash. It's like all of these artists, these bands, whether we agree or disagree on where they were in the history of pop punk like yeah. bands like blink 182 did look at all of these groups much like the ramones looked at the beatles right like they they had like these bands that we just talked about were the inspirations for the blink 182s and you know good charlotte and stuff like that really just as a couple of examples so looking from all those artists that we just talked about into what now more collectively the three of us can start to agree on a lot of these artists like the the time period of when pop punk was heavy in the media like blink 182 is a great example so mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know josh is bebop man 182 on pretty much every single platform uh that you could imagine and for some reason it didn't correlate in my head that the 182 was blink 182 bebop is of course from Cowboy Bebop. Um, I got that part. The greatest. <clears throat> yep. Um, so the one eight two just never. You know. <laughs> um, so you heavily invested your uh, youth into Blink One Eighty Two. For me, it was bands like uh, The Offspring's a good one to me. Mm -hmm. um, but then you know we were just, as much as I might not have listened to Fall Out Boy, like they were there. But Paramore, I was heavily into. Um, good Charlotte. So. Is Blink One Eighty Two your your favorite? I mean, it has to be right. Like that's that's in your name. Your of of the pop bands. Of the pop, pop bands. punk bands. Yes. Yeah, I I would say so. Uh, I'm gonna say something. Well, I would say with Tom DeLonge as their kind of band, like the the classic trifecta of um, you know Mark Hoppus, Tom DeLonge, and Travis Barker. Uh, that era of Blink is probably my favorite pop punk band. Um, I like the stuff that came before also. Sure. But the stuff that's there now, I like that first record to an extent. Uh, the one, what's it called? Uh, California with uh, mm -hmm. Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio as the singer. Um, I like songs off of that, but the one that they released... Uh, two years ago, three years ago, I think is absolute fucking trash. Um, nine, yeah, yeah. Nine is. Oof. I can't fucking stand that album like at all. Yeah, that, um, that that album is a rough album. I don't know how that made it out the door. Yeah, m me, <laughs> me either. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah, yeah, like the the sort of classic lineup uh, of Blink, it, I I would say is 
definitely my favorite pop punk band. Yeah. But I, I will say, having kind of like broadened my scope of things over, you know, my many years of listening to music, I would definitely put uh, the like, I'd say from like Dookie to uh american american idiot that era of of green day i think is pretty good um they would definitely be in the conversation and i absolutely adore the clash the clash is one of my favorite bands of all time i think that they are fucking wonderful so jeff do you have so we were naming a lot right there. Blink-182, The Offspring, yeah. Good Charlotte, Paramore. I didn't mention one of my favorites, Yellow Card, like love them. So where in, in that when I, <laughs> I want to say modern for this. That's the sad part. I, I am here recently starting to really come to terms with how old I actually am. So I can't say modern anymore. But like this, this part of the history of pop punk, like who were you gravitating towards at this time period? See, that's that's kind of an interesting question. So uh, I listened to Blink at this time period. I loved Blink. I Like I said, I was a big fan of the Scott Rayner era. I didn't gravitate this much to like Enema of the Sea. I love that album. It's a great album. I'm never going to take anything away from it. Um, I, I think it holds up still, right? Um, and that's, that's the hard thing with a lot of pop punk. It doesn't age well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so... But I do think Enema of the State does. But, like, if you look at the albums that came out after Enema of the State, I mean, that, that they start to show their age. And even, like, to what Josh said, like, Nine. Nine is a terrible album. Um, but as far as, like, the artists that I was listening to at that time, I mean, they're kind of what I would call fringes of pop punk. So, like, uh, Jimmy Eat World, I would have been yeah, probably yeah. listening to a lot of. And I don't really consider them pop punk. I kind of consider them a little bit more rock. Um it's hard to say. Almost I, dad rock at this point, right? Like, yeah. I hate yeah. that that's a fucking <clears throat> genre, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. I, it kills me. But, like, the middle is, like, dude, when that guitar solo happens in the middle, like, I still just, like, it It makes my hands move. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, probably, like, Jimmy Eat World, not really a huge fan of Green Day. I respect what they did. Um, I like Dookie. But beyond there, Green Day, for me, is, like, a, a shot of vinegar in the mouth. Right, it well, is. I, I I'm pretty much. Like I'm this. very close to that with you. I I I get the love, and I love a lot of their stuff. But they are when people cite them as like the the best pop punk band and stuff like that. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Um. Probably stuff like Newfound Glory because that's getting a little mm, bit yeah. more into like the 2000s. I really like Newfound Glory. I, I think they're one of the most underrated pop punk bands out there um same thing with like bowling for soup um some 41 although some 41 it don't how do i put it they made two really good pop punk records and then it's just been weird after that like have you listened to any of their more modern stuff i don't even know how to describe it uh like their attempt at metal was was weird i mean i respect them I, you know i think it's cool what they do but it, it it's strange. And then Avril Lavigne. I mean, you can't have this conversation without her. And I know mm-hmm. it's 
six of one, half a dozen of the other are people that are like, she was manufactured for this. Well, do you think Blink-182's Enema of the State wasn't manufactured some? Right. I mean, seriously, look at look at Dude Ranch, look at Enema of the State. Like, there is a level of polish that was not oh, there. Oh, yeah. And, and it's a lot of the same concepts, right? But there's definitely mm-hmm. a, a way different polish there. Um, and... And that's why I kind of say you have to have Avril there. She's enjoying her second renaissance right now with Mod Sun. I mean, all the more to her, you know. Um, so, yeah, stuff like that. Probably probably in that era of pop punk, that would have been what I was listening to. Um, I was also arguably like kind of transitioning. I got burnt out hard on pop punk, right? Like, it was really shoved down your throats, it felt like. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think that, uh, like, from probably, like, 98 to about, like, 2000 and, what, maybe four? Yeah, I was going to say five, but that's even better. Yeah. That TRL era of... Yeah, it was literally shoved, like, you couldn't go anywhere, I don't feel like, without, like, someone wearing a Green Day t-shirt or a Blink-182 t-shirt or a... Like, all the skaters are wearing it, all the bikers are wearing it. Yeah, yeah, and it... Like even kind of trickled down to like the, the for lack of a better term, like the preppy kids. You know yep. what I mean? Like band band t shirts, specifically pop punk t shirts at that time were just gigantic. Oh yeah, like if you look at like I call that like kind of the hot topic era, right? Yeah, like oh, hot topic 100%. in its prime. Yeah, um, and and it would eventually have its own second renaissance, but that was kind of the first wave of. You know, Hot Topic was starting to get in malls, and yeah, Hot that Topic really Spencers. helped it. You know, like, yeah, like, you, it's it's easy to forget how marketing works until you look at something like a Hot Topic, and it's like, oh, yeah, they put they put Blink-182 shirts on my friend's backs when <laughs> two years earlier I was ordering it off of an AOL chat room. <laughs> right. You know, and, and like... Man, I'm so glad nobody stole my parents' credit card numbers doing that. Like, thinking about back on that, like, I just gave some random chat room a credit card number in hopes of getting a t-shirt. And it worked. And it worked. <laughs> the times that um, we lived in. Yeah. And, yeah. So, it, it, I just think you can't ignore how that kind of bubble happened because of places like Hot Topic, and the marketing machine behind it, and that's what pop punk is. You know, when I look at the bands, that the punk bands that I grew up with, like TSOL and Bad Brains and stuff like that, they didn't have a Hot Topic, right? They had your mom-and-pop skate shops that you can go in and probably find a Bad Brains tape that somebody had recorded in there. Um, you know, because I'm sure if I listed off a lot of the, what I consider punk bands that I listen to, I'd be lucky if I got one or two that most of you probably knew. And I'm not saying that like, oh, look at me, the punk purist. Uh, It's just the reality. No, you just listen to some fucked up shit. Well, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Josh, I hope you're here for the metal episode, too. Oh, Oh, I I will probably not be. It is not my forte. Yeah. But you do Um, listen to some fucked up shit. Yeah, no, and I get it. But like... um, In a good way. Yeah, I, I just think... I think that's maybe the the special thing about pop punk is that it changes and it yet yeah, it stays relevant and it's interesting that we lost it for a while too you know 
Um, mm-hmm. The bands didn't go away. They changed their sound. Almost none of them to any success. Yeah, that's the um, thing. It's like how many I, from those days, like you said with some 41, like what the fuck did they do? They yeah, they were in too deep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, Thank you. Thank it, you, Josh. I like that one. <laughs> that, that was, that, I have the biggest smile on my face right now. But it's true. I mean, a lot of... A lot of those bands did try to switch up their sound, and what did it get them? Mm-hmm. It didn't get them anything. But then, let's fast forward because now it's my most hated part of the show. Let's let's think of how artists have switched up their sounds today, and have created modern pop punk. When I say that, I I think of an MGK who was mm-hmm. just this hard hitting, you know, great had lyrics for days rapper and now whether it be because of Eminem's kill shot or not he switched genres and no, he what no no it wasn't so oh the kill he, shot no yeah I'll let you finish sorry no it, sorry, it was, I, had a, I get it because so, it's like it's a joke at this point yeah. that Eminem made him switch um genres but it, you know real quick it really is a joke because i'm sorry rap devil is so much fucking better than kill shot yeah fucking quote me yeah it is. quote me it got eminem to fucking respond and like it, it was that good so but also I think people for you people forget mgk was doing weird stuff beforehand have you know he did a cover of a rise again song before his first record ever came out no i didn't yeah. know who he was <laughs> At some point, you should yeah, look exactly. up MGK "Swing Life Away." He did a, he did a whole music video cover of "Swing Life Away" from Rise Against, and it is awesome. He well, he nailed it, and I think that came out in like. Ooh, so, I don't even remember. Hang on, I'm gonna actually look this up. I, I mean, yeah. so that itself says like a lot because he had roots, he had interests. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Rise Against might not be a pop punk, but he still had. A. a a tendency to lean towards maybe some genre of rocks and that spawned where yeah. he's at today. Like I personally do not like the music. I can't listen to him. I don't like it. Yeah. It's just, I try I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I feel like this is where you're about to shine Jeff, because I feel like you do listen to um, a lot more modern than Josh and I do. So I'm going to turn it over to you. So sure. a question I have is who are some of your, favorite well you let's say who do you listen to more in modern uh modern pop punk and sure. are there any artists from the days of yore that we were just talking about that did keep their sound and are still good today sure so um i did look that up it was 2013 that he did that cover of swing life away so it's not as old as i was thinking but it is definitely as old i mean That's it's definitely almost old. 10 years ago that's scary and <laughs> also he was doing songs with uh kellen quinn from sleeping with sirens like he put out signal flares way early in his career that he was gonna do other things i think um so is so, he yeah. an artist that you listen to actively yeah i've been listening to him since uh lace up he did this song called steve-o with uh yep, walk a flock of flame i feel like was that it yeah yeah um and then he did a half naked and almost famous and i really that song caught me you know um so yeah i listen to mgk consecutively i i think his albums have proven time and time over again he's an evolving artist and i think he really fits into the genre of leading the way of pop punk i mean you look at that album tickets to my downfall 
And that thing was monumental. I mean, I, you couldn't escape that album when it came out, right? Yeah. Um, and I think he did a smart thing. He paved a way for some new artists and some old artists. So, like, one of the other, like, artists that I listen to a lot, his name is Mod Sun. Are you guys familiar at all with him? I know the name. Mm-mm. Okay. So, he's actually going to loop back into another band that, when we say talking about retaining sound, um, Mod Sun was the drummer for a band called Scary Kids, Scaring Kids that I was really into. They were a scene band. Um, and so, like, when he kind of left, he went and started doing this Mod Sun thing, and it was kind of this weird independent rap. Didn't really have a defined sound, um, but I think he kind of holds true to that. And in our playlist this week, I've got one, and I think this is the one you alluded to earlier, Olivia Rodrigo. Um, yeah. And I think she, I think she holds a place in in pop punk. That that album. That's the is one that blows me good. away. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I am not a demographic for her typical fan, right? But right. man, that song, that song is so good. Yeah, that song um, is good, and it's the only one I hear on the radio. It's just I just instantly categorize it as just pop. That's what. Mm-hmm. Josh. And I could hmm? I could see that. I thought you were just saying mm 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 in the background like you were <laughs> No, no. I I actually haven't heard the song. Oh, you, you ha- oh. it's the the fucking t- famous TikTok song something about a sociopath. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't listen to t- or I don't watch TikToks. Oh, you so. do now. You're I, I I still don't. <laughs> oh my god, you downloaded you you fucking sustained. I'm glad. Um, you might know, look, what's the song called, Jeff? It's, uh, Good For You? Yeah, Good For You. Yeah. Um, just yeah, uh, check, we can't, yeah. I was about yeah, to say, play it. oh, I yeah. have heard this song before. I was going to say, yeah. I'd be more surprised if you hadn't heard it than if you did. But I think she holds a place in this kind of modern era of pop punk. I think she leans a little more towards the pop is, and that's fine. Is this your modern era Avril Lavigne? Uh, no, Avril Lavigne, I would say, is my it's still Avril Lavigne, <laughs> sure. Yeah, but um, so she's also a, an artist that's continued her sound. Is that? Yeah, so she married or is dating Modson, and they've done a couple of things together. And I think she's helped him kind of carve his niche along with MGK and the artists that he's been working with. And I, I think that that whole kind of conglomerate that kind of goes back to that idea of Barker core. Right, <laughs> like if you look at all those artists, Travis Barker's on every one of those albums. I do want to say um, that MGK did release a cover of Misery Business a couple of years ago with Travis yes. Barker, and that shit's great. So his when he was doing all those like independent songs like in quarantine, that was kind of the first signal like, okay, this guy has something kind of unique. And I remember he did that cover of Paramore's Misery Business, yep. and he did a couple other covers, and it was just like. Okay, you have my attention. I want to see what you do with it. And I, as a fan that was already listening to him, him going pop punk both wasn't anything I expected. And also when I heard that album, it was like, oh yeah, like I like this. Um, and really this kind of like second wave of pop punk, I, I just really gravitated towards a lot of artists. Um, and I think like you're just going to kind of see them kind of evolve um, one of the artists that I think has kind of reinvented themselves in that vein um, is Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. Um, so, like I said, they kind of started off as a scene band, right? Um, their lead singer passed away. 
they kind of fell off the radar for about a decade, I feel like. Um, and then last week they just released an album and every one of the songs is a different lead singer, right? Um, so there's like two songs of Spencer Chamberlain from Ice Nine Kills, which are a little bit heavier, but the rest of them are all like kind of a little more pop punk. Like you have a song with Lil Lotus, you have a song with Mod Sun. And so it's kind of interesting because they're a pop punk band with this rotating cast of lead singers. Um, and I, I'll say this right now, that album is bar none amazing. It, it, top top five of the year, easily. Um, yeah. So that's kind of me and modern pop punk in a, in a nutshell. It, it's a hard genre to define, but... Yeah, I feel like I, the I further we go, the further we stray from, I guess, you know, the the original path that it was on josh what what do you think uh well so real quick um i just listened to the good for you song and i was like oh yeah i think i've heard this i don't think i actually have heard this it just sounds so similar to misery business that could be like, yeah like the uh the the sort of uh i guess chorus uh sounds very much like the chorus to misery business yeah no that so makes sense Maybe I just got them mixed up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I think that you make a, a very, Im- I don't want to say important point, because, I mean, like, the thing is, and I know this is going to be such a weird thing to say, but the the thing is, is everyone has their sort of touchstones for what something is. Like, if you were to ask people from, like, the 60s what a rock band was they would like if they're alive now right they're like oh it's the beatles yep but like you listen to like or someone who's even like 10 years younger than that they're like oh it's it's zeppelin or black sabbath like and and you just keep going and going and going and you know now you've got like like what the fuck even is a rock band in 2021 you know what i mean like or sorry, we're in 2022. Jesus, yeah. yeah get with the year. Um, but like, yeah, like what is a what is a rock band now? Because at this point, there's so many like different tangents. Like, what would you describe as like just a pure rock band? Like maybe something yeah. like Kaleo or, uh, I mean, Kings of Leon would have been that you know f- five or six years ago. But you know, Imagine like, Dragons maybe. Did you I s- mean, maybe. Or like yeah, Greta maybe. Van Fleet. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, Greta Van Fleet. Uh, I mean, but I guess my, my point is, is like what I would have considered pop punk has changed so drastically that mm-hmm. I don't really think anything in this modern era really is pop punk because there's so many different like influences that have seeped in on one another. Like, like you could probably still call Fall Out Boy a, a pop punk band if you wanted to, but like... They don't sound anything like pop punk to me. No. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's I mean, very that... industrialized, like what yeah. Fall Out Boy sounds like now. Yeah. The, the one that stands out to me that, like, honestly has never changed that style is really, like, Newfound Glory. Right? I, I think I'm right there with you. I would also argue AFI. I think that they, oh, like, no. they, I feel like, change up in, uh, how, how do I want to say it? <laughs> I don't know that they necessarily change genres with every album, but they definitely like 
they have their style. Like, AFI style is AFI style. They may change genres, so to speak, but, like, they sound like AFI. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's because of the vocalist. The rest of it, though, I mean, I see, I don't consider AFI... I really struggle to consider them pop punk. I may be really, I may die on this hill. Okay. You may find my body on this hill. And that's only because they change styles so dramatically. You can't, if you played, if you didn't set it up for somebody, right. And you played crash love and you played black sails in the sunset. Mm -hmm. Do you honestly think somebody would say, yeah, that's the same band. Uh, I don't or even if you go farther back, if you say Crash Love and Very Proud of You. I mean, you can't even... I, I can definitely see your that, point. Yeah. I can definitely see your point. I think somewhere around, like, December Underground, they changed their, their style up to be a much more yeah uh, pop-friendly sound. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think... Yeah, I think you're right. I think, like, Sing the Sorrow kind of opened the door of, like, hey, you know, Girls Not Great was huge. yeah. You know, um, which isn't even the best song on the album. <laughs> oh no! See, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I like "Girls Not Great," but like, I'm sorry. Every time I put on "Sing the Sorrow," it's always "Dancing Through Sunday" for me. Like, uh, that's see, my me, fucking AFI song. song. Oh yeah, the leaving song is good. That is, yeah. That's a good one. But but I think I think that's why maybe in my mind I kind of put AFI like off on their own genre yeah. because again they're just they're always experimenting with sounds and i think that's great i think that's the core spirit of pop punk but the end result isn't isn't that i i don't know what to call them at this point because like i said my exposure to afi like my top albums of all time for me is black sails in the sunset both my wife and i really mm-hmm. love afi um but we came into them at two very different points in history i she loves the art of drowning. I love black sails and, and they're close, right? Like, yeah, they're similar, but uh, like Wester is maybe one of my favorite songs by them. Uh, but it's a little bit more towards that kind of black sails era for me. And so, yeah. And, and I think that's just kind of what makes AFI a little bit harder to say, like they're, they're pop punk. I could see the argument. It's just for me, and my exposure and my love and where I came on to that band. I, I okay. struggle with that one, but I, I respect it. Obviously. I think a huge takeaway is that it's an ever evolving genre, but it's like the musicians that we know and love, they're still evolving today. And it's like, it's hard to define any genre anymore. Like yeah. even in oh, hit, yeah. like rock, you, you absolutely crush it what the fuck is rock now like there's so many different sounds and i hate it but it's like dad rock's a thing that just means you know the bands that we grew up with and it's like look if you looked at hip-hop 20 years ago it would be so much different than what we have now but the, there's just so many different genres of hip-hop and then it's like you got pop punk and it's it's like there's a foundation and mm-hmm. there's there's a slow trickle into evolution, like evolving into what we knew it as. And then at some point within the past 20 years, it just it just it kind of spider webbed. It feels like there's yeah. there's a lot of different there's a lot of different genres of uh, pop punk. It almost feels like um, mm-hmm. 
I don't. I and don't. It, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say like I don't really have any one that I can gravitate towards now. No, I I agree with that. I I definitely agree with that. I I was gonna make a point that like I think even now in some weird sort of way like outside things have become pop punk like in a like. If you go and listen to anything from Ghost, uh, from their their first album back in like 2010, that's a metal album, like yep. like mm-hmm. it is, like straight up. Then you get to stuff like Meliora, which was 2016. I think that's their third album. But you listen yeah, to I think you're right, yeah, I, I you listen to from the Pinnacle to the Pit, right? And I'm like, well, this kind of sounds like like a punk song or Square Hammer, which I think was a uh, an outtake from that album, or maybe it was a um, like released on like an EP yeah. or whatever, and like it's it's like a pop punk song, and, and then you get to like prequel, <laughs> which was the album after that. I think that one was like 2018 or 2019, and like you have stuff like Rats and Dance Macabre, yep. and like I'm like. These are not metal songs anymore. No, like they've no, gone like full into theater pop. rock almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I fucking love Ghost, dude. I'm so happy that you even spoke about them because Meliora is one of my favorite albums, not like of all time, mm-hmm. but it's just like I love going back and listening to it because there's so many great songs on it. Oh but, yeah, so, but they, so they spoiler just... alert. Did you say spoiler? I probably would. I, I probably would bring them up next time on the next show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, think, I agree. I th- I think they're one of those rock bands that like you just you kind of have to talk about at this point. They they kick the door open. Yeah, forever. it's like you want to see what they do next. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're actually now that we're thinking about it, they're probably what I would consider rock. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Now that we come back to it, and it's like it's just so crazy because it's like what we were just talking about. It's like music's fucking changed. I mean, oh yeah, I I think this shows that like this is a genre that you can literally track from point A to point you know wherever the fuck we're at now, and it's like god damn, like the further you went, the more little branches that seem to grow out from it, mm-hmm. and it's it's now, just cool to me. The question I have: Do you guys consider like could one artist be pop punk, right? Like, and by that I mean. So you have artists like Travis Barker that appears on everybody's albums anymore, mm-hmm. right? I, I consider him to be like, essentially, like if you had to make it like a Mount Rushmore of pop punk, I think he's on there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are there any other artists that you kind of lump in there? Because to I me, mean, I you... have artists that I do, but they're 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 ones that bounce from band to band to band. Hmm. I mean, like, can an artist make a band pop punk? I guess is where I'm getting at. I mean, do, fucking Billy Joe Armstrong. I mean, he's just yeah. He he he. Green Day might not be the best, but I mean, he's he's sure surely a face of it. Yeah, okay. I I think I agree with that. Um, I outside of those two though, I can't. I wouldn't necessarily be able to name one that you could put. God damn! I just like yeah. It, it, I I agree, and this one's kind of reaching. But Pete Wentz, 
Like he he was more of the face okay. for Fallout Boy than any of the other artists to the point where mm-hmm. I can't even remember their names. But I remember fucking Pete. I know his face. I know his look. Yeah. Like he was just well, he was the all star for them. Call back to episode one that that Fallout Boy little peep music video. If I remember right, he's the only Fallout Boy member that I I think gets camera time. Yeah, I mean, you look at that, so that's another one for me. But outside of that, I struggle. I mean, fucking Haley Williams. Well, the, <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't yeah, pop out. <laughs> yeah. The reason I'm asking is like a band like Scary Kids where they're experimenting with, hey, let's get several different individual artists, right? Like like Lil Lotus, who SoundCloud rapper, but also kind of does pop punk. You know, and, and if you put that together do you consider them a pop punk band or is it the artist himself making that a pop punk band hmm i feel like back in our day it was more the message but then like the image really started to take over mm-hmm. like billy joe had a really distinct look for you like american idiot and all that shit like i remember yeah. that like fucking what the little black button up with the red tie and the dark eyeliner like how can mm-hmm. you not remember that look yeah, I, very distinct. All right, so the, again, this may be a, this may be an age thing. Jinko jeans. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I might not okay. have worn them, but I All fucking right. know what they are. All Definitely right. something you would have worn. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think I shared in Discord the other day. How I saw it. Like, and I was like, man, I've never felt so targeted in my life as eBay <laughs> saying like, hey, you want to look at Jinko jeans? Because I spent an hour looking at Jinko jeans. Then. <sighs> this is. This is the Juggalo speaking in you now. Well, I had to have a place to stash all my Blink-182 CDs, you know, so um, I didn't get yeah. in the dark room. <laughs> so is there anything in regards to pop punk that we've not covered that you want to touch on? Um, I guess, okay, so like one artist that came up earlier, and I'm, I'm very curious on this because I debated this with my wife, so uh, The Offspring. I don't consider them pop punk. I consider them, I consider them rock at this point. And, and maybe that's an age thing, right? So like to me, they were alternative to start, right? With like, you got to keep them separated. Like that was, Mm. that was, that was alternative rock to me. Um, so I guess maybe like, why do you consider like the offspring pop punk? Like what, I guess maybe what's your like introduction to them because maybe that helps me understand a See, little bit better. I mean, like, I feel like my fr- if I if I don't like keep them separated, probably had to be like one of the first songs I can consciously remember, mm-hmm. like truly listening to for them. But when I when I truly got into them and I really started listening, it was Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace. Like that's. Okay. Like when I was listening to Half Truism and You're Gonna Go Far, Kid, and Hammerhead, like those were the songs that I listened to and I can actively remember like loving and getting into. Okay. Mm. See, for me, like Smash was kind of like like where they came on, you know? So like I, I, that's 1994. I mean, you know, that that's Seattle mm. grunge and here's this weird band kind of not yeah. from Seattle making sound. It's like I knew of their songs, but mm-hmm. I just really never listened to them until that album. Like I think it was 
2009. It's like, it's crazy how much music I started listening to in 2009. We kind of touched on it in the first episode, but that was the year my dad died. And it's like, I just started pouring myself into these different genres of music and these different albums and stuff like that. And I know this was an 08 album, but I still like, I just, I sunk into it. I don't know. It's like, Josh, what do you think of them? Because I don't think I asked your opinion on it. Uh, I mean, I th- I think they're pop punk. I yeah. I came on with Americana and like you listen to the kids aren't all right and that I mean I'm sorry that's pure pop punk to me. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Pretty Fly for a white guy is not a pop punk song. Right. I I, I get that. I think they kind of maybe fall more towards like that AFI, ever changing kind of sound. And and in my mind, it's just 1994 alternative. I mean, mm. that's a, that's. I forget about Americana because I know more songs from that than I do any of their other albums outside of Rise and Fall. It's like, I think, mm, the kids aren't all right. That song, like, that's a good pop punk song to me. Like, from that album. Yeah. I guess while we're talking Americana, can we take a hardline stance as a podcast and be anti-Jamie Kennedy? No! Jamie Kennedy's in Scream. You can't get rid of Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, he's like I have the no worst opinion. Character. I have no opinion. He, he's he's no stew. Oh no 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 no! no. That's a it's whole a callback it, to no. Discord from earlier today. Yep. Josh and I join, have a wonderful join talk. Join the Discord because we, we talk about out fucking landish conspiracy theories for horror movies. Yeah. That Go. Jeff concocted. Yeah, it, it's all Jeff. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, well, it's like that statement of I wake up every day to see what my friends have concocted on Discord. I try and deliver, okay? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I just, I Offspring's like a weird one to me because I, I bounced off Americana because my sister listened to it and I was like, fuck that. I, I love you, Kara, if you're listening to this. But like, oh, it just it was like somebody's in my world, you know, and and that kind of was weird and uh i know my sister loved the offspring and i probably stole that cd so if you're looking for it kara i probably yeah i probably this is your confession podcast yeah you this is i come here to get things off my chest (laughs) let's keep the offspring illegal stuff touching guns you know so Uh, we touched on all the josh told us we can't be about crime we Mm -hmm. no crime we touched on all the good shit so (laughs) Let's go through, and Josh, I kind of, I just threw Blink-182 onto yours, um, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I was trying to find the doc earlier, and I couldn't find it for whatever reason. It's okay. That, you deleted my hard bad. work. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, let's just, like, top three, and it doesn't have to be one from each fucking era or whatever, but it's, like, mm-hmm. top three favorite pop punk artists. Like, what are, okay. what are yours? Uh, I, I mean, definitely Blink and definitely The Clash. Um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of, like, the next ones that I would name. And, like, I think it would – it's hard because a couple of them, like, we've been talking about, have, like, diverged. Like, right. Jimmy World, I think you could argue – very much so in their early days, they were pop punk. Um, yeah. I don't know that you can argue that anymore, you know. Um, so uh, maybe the Ramones. Uh, 
I think they would have to be in the conversation at the very least. I, I think they're, um, hang on. I got to find the name of it real quick. Let's see the Ramones. It is titled rocket to Russia. I think is just mm. an absolutely astoundingly good pop punk record. Um, that's the one that has uh rockaway beach. Sheena is a punk rock, uh, punk rocker sorry um yeah just really really good stuff so i'm i i was i was trying to nail down my top three and i don't know it's hard for me because i do enjoy a lot of uh artists bands and stuff like that um from the genre and a lot of them like we've talked about on this show are debatable um, but for me, it would have to be art. Like it would have to be Offspring, Yellow Card, and Paramore. Like those are three bands that I heavily invested myself into. Um, Paramore might not necessarily be a pop punk to everyone, but yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I yeah. actually, <laughs> real quick, that is something that I don't know that we necessarily talked too much about, and I just wanted to maybe quick segue. Sure. So, emo. Yep. I know that Austin has definitively said emo isn't a genre, even though it, it definitely is. is. Yeah, he's wrong. Um, so we we kind of talked about how things like you know evolved and stuff like that, and how pop punk, from what we consider the sound, isn't that anymore. Do you attribute that to emo? Yeah, you know, oh, like the for rise sure. and fall of emo. Yeah, because we look at Panic at the Disco, yeah. Paramore, Fallout Boy. Um, uh, uh, My Chemical Romance. My, yeah, My Chemical yeah, Romance My is the Chem- fucking biggest Undergrowth, one. Like all that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hawthorne. Like, we'll uh, say, good Charlotte. Well, yeah, good Hawthorne Charlotte, maybe not so much, but. Yeah, we'll just say Vans Warped Tour bands. There you go. You you got goddamn right. labels for everything, dude. Warped but, Tour yeah, bands. I like that's being organized. Fucking, <laughs> that's beautiful. Barker Core. I mean, it, yeah. Butt Rock. Butt Rock. <laughs> butt rock. Yeah, are you, well, you're I familiar was just with butt rock, right, that. Josh? Huh? You're familiar with the term butt rock, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great, perfect. Don't have to rehash. Okay, but no, that's <laughs> that's it's something that you're right. We didn't really converse about, but they were kind of on that, I guess, that transitional step. Like to me, it's kind of pop punk. But you're right. I mean, it's it's emo too. Like, where do you draw the line, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone that goes back huh. to age and evolving. Yeah, it evolves quickly too, mm-hmm. especially with it all does. those bands that we just listed. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, if you listen to like Fall Out Boy's very first uh, record, uh, what's it called? Take this to the grave. Yeah. Um, like you listen to that, and then you listen to From Under a Cork Tree. Those are pop punk albums. The very next album is not. Mm-hmm. That's and you know now that I think about it, it's like when I think of uh, Panic at the Disco, some of my favorite songs yeah. are not from those days of yore, like when they were writing, you know, I write sins, not tragedies. Mm-hmm. That I like the newer stuff, dude. Well, I say newer; it's like 2013, but like Vegas Lights. <laughs> Again, ten years ago, I really hate that, guys. Like when I say you know they're newer stuff, and I think of a 2013 album and that's 10 years ago almost that's that's not good 
That's not yeah. good at all. I think a Panic of the Disco kind of like in that same idea, Ghost. Like they're like the theater pop punk, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's a high emphasis on the show, and I, I struggled with them because I I know a lot of people probably would, and I just I do not consider I kind of consider them like Ghost. They're off doing their own thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like I just I enjoy their fuck more recent music. Like Vegas Lights, it has this much more. I mean, it Vegas Lights is more of a pop song. It's not pop punk. I almost said it, mm-hmm. but it's more of a poppy song. Um, but that just kind of that steamrolls from, you know, it was pop punk into emo or vice versa, and then it's like from there. Look at what a lot of those bands did. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, Jeff started to de- no. Us. I, no. I was going to throw it back at Jeff's face. Who yeah. who let's let's hear three Jeff artists that we know. Don't just make something up. <laughs> sure. So uh so I kinda look at this like like something that I talked about in the first episode, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna look current, right? Because as somebody that listens to a lot of this stuff kinda currently, I'd rather say, Hey, here's the things why I think it's back and it's really good versus okay. here's the stuff Educate from 10, us. twenty years ago. Um I would say Personally, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, lover or hater, I, I think she does great to bring people into this genre, right? Um, I would also say Lil Lotus, as an artist that I alluded to earlier. He's kind of on that fringe. If you listen to some of his early stuff, it's SoundCloud rap, and it's really not polished. If you listen to a lot of his newer stuff, it's a lot more in that vein of like pop punk. So it kind of depends where you listen to. If you're listening for pop punk, listen to the newer stuff. It, it definitely hits that vein, whereas the older stuff kind of hits a little more SoundCloud rappy, but still pop punk. Um, whew, third artist, I you know I'm gonna say Mod Sun. Um, again, MGK is a huge artist. It's hard to escape his music. Uh, Mod Sun, I think he did some really fun stuff that really gets overlooked. Um, a lot by his antics and a lot by him. Um, but like Address on the Internet was like, it was an awesomely fun song. And it was a song written about how he accidentally put Bella Thorne's address on Twitter one day. Um, Who the fuck is Bella know? Thorne? Uh, actress. Uh, she's an actress. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he was, like, dating her, and he accidentally put her address on the internet, and then, like, did it again, like, several weeks later, because he's like, you know, I'm, I was high, you know. Uh, so it's easy to overlook the antics, right? And it, it's easy to overlook the talent because of the antics, but, like, the guy's really got his roots in pop punk, even though he started off in, like, scene bands as, like, a drummer and a DJ, you know, all these different things. Um, but I think he's kind of helping push MGK and push, you know, Willow Smith and all these kind of other artists that are in that core, um, forward, you know, he's, he's, he's not the A-lister. He's definitely the B-lister, but he's such a solid B-lister that he's easy to get lost. If you're not looking at him, it just blows my mind that we now have a pop punk artist with Lil in their name, Lil. Like Oh yeah. That that screams hip hop to me and now it's it's just that blows my mind. I don't even know why. Well, it just And like back in my day. 
Yeah, no, it, it drives Mindy nuts when I talk about Little Lotus, right? And and he <laughs> is an artist on the new Scary Kids, Scaring Kids album. Uh, he He's a lot more versatile. Like, I think you're going to hear more from this guy in the next couple years. Like, I, I really think he's kind of found this niche that he's in, and it, it's interesting to see him evolve. Goddamn. Okay. Yeah. I tried listening to one of the mod songs, uh, mod son songs just now. Okay. I couldn't do it, so I put on Green Day. <laughs> Fair. How do I put it? Mod son, mod son's a lot like Green Day. He's an acquired taste. Okay. Um, but like once, once you kind of get past him, you're kind of like it, it's it's really good. Like uh. If you're looking for a good song of his, I suggest, uh, what is it? I'm So Happy. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm can't just like... fucking listen to Josh say that and then not go play a song real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you listen to his newer stuff, like he did a song with Avril Lavigne called In Flames. That yeah, one's kind of everywhere. Um, Rich Kids Ruin Everything is a fun one. Uh, I'm trying to think. What is it? Train going, or was it like train hopping through hippie land? That's an older one that I really like. Happy BB is is a solid one. I mean, dude has been putting out, you know, music solo since 2017. Um, I I'm getting like emo rap vibes mixed with pop punk. Yeah, yeah, he kind of started off in that that realm. Actually, I take that back. Since like 2015 was, which um, was seven years it, ago. Yeah, and that was like where he did his first song with uh, MGK. Was uh, it's called "Shoot Him Down," I believe, or "Shoot It Down." Um, but that was him doing stuff with MGK and Black Bear. And I think Black Bear is another one of those pop punk artists. It, it gets he gets overlooked, but like if you look, he like Travis Barker. He's always kind of right there in that background where it's like, oh yeah, like it's a good transitional artist, right? Like. I like X. Oh my God, he did a song with Y. Let me go listen to Y. You know, um, and I think that's what—that's why Mod Sun belongs on that list. I will say you have the highest tolerance for. Trying <laughs> to think for of this. what? Say it. Say it. Josh, that's just, literally just what I was thinking too. You have the highest tolerance for music that I would not consider listenable. Fair, <laughs> Josh. Just for full context, I, I made him listen to Lorna Shore earlier. I wish um, I hadn't. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yep. I, I get it. I get it. Like I, I don't listen to stuff that's for everybody, and I get it. But also, I, I like what I like. I guess is the best way to. Do you listen to yeah, anything? Yeah, like, for sure. I mean, that is true. You like what you like, but what you like is so vast. That yeah. is why Actually, I thought you would be the perfect co-host because you listen to some fucking outlandish shit, and I, I bring like, I bring the the average man's knowledge of music to the table. You bring the fucking weirdo shit to the table, and I love that. So, <laughs> I I'm so dumb that I forgot this. There there is an artist that is also belonging on this pop punk realm uh he's a twitch streamer named mitch jones what the fuck he's one of the yeah uh he did some songs with um the 
Breaking Benjamin drummer and recently just put out a song with Craig Mavid um, of Pierce the Veil fame. What the fuck? Um, He's a Twitch streamer? What does he do? Yeah, he, he was one of the biggest wild streamers. Mitch Jones is a, is a drama streamer, I guess is the best way to put him. But, like, the guy has roots in pop punk. He's kind of like your guy's age, right? And he's like, I want to go do music. I want to quit streaming, and I want to focus on making music. I want to try this. And he made a song, and it's called West Coast Tragedy. And I think it's, like, one of maybe, like, the best examples of, like, amateur pop punk I, I don't even know how to describe it it's it's really catchy stuff um but it, it's i think he kind of belongs on this realm too because he's kind of wave two of pop punk like mod sun mgk those guys are like you're kind of wave one of wave two and then you have artists like mitch and olivia and them little lotus they're kind of wave two of this kind of this kind of genre. It just put it all blows together. my mind, dude. I've never heard of this guy. I, did, I watched WoW streamers, and I've still never heard of this guy. That just blows my mind. Yeah, Mitch <clears> was <throat> a big PvP streamer. He was the Arcane Dream, uh, if you want to dig up history. But yeah, That's... he did. His pop punk album is really cool fucking rad dude i like that's the tidbit i want to end the show on because that's a fun fact yeah. that you hit me with that blew me away okay oh damn. there we go yeah. oh i had a question oh no it's over yeah. no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your for who me me or uh, jeff uh, well no I, for for all of us uh, okay we just did the, the artist thing i i was gonna see if we wanted to do albums because i i have oh, three yeah. off the bat that immediately oh, yeah. jumped to mind all green day right all green day yeah Damn, that's a hard one. But yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Okay. okay. Not me. I'm scared. Do, do, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Immediately, London Calling. Uh, like, I, I think that London Calling is not only one of the greatest albums ever, like like probably top 15 greatest albums ever. May, fuck, maybe even top 10. Um, but like, even the songs on there that don't sound like you would refer to as pop punk like if you look at like the lyrics or um like kind of like the subject matter around them they are very much like pop punk like lost in the supermarket does not sound like a pop punk song it it, it sounds more like a uh maybe like new wave May, maybe something like blondie would do and like it's all about how this kid is like miserable in the suburbs and the only comfort that he can find is buying shit and it's just like what <laughs> it's fucking crazy uh absolutely um like again every song is fucking beautiful it's it's great great um number two for me would be dookie from green day i mean it's quintessential it, it is like it is the pop punk album every green day like my so quick side story my very first uh green day cd that i ever bought was their international super hits and on international super hits literally the entire like first i don't know like uh what 10 15 songs are all from fucking Dookie. Like, <laughs> like what the hell? Um, it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Um, 
Dookie is just an incredible album, and it's full of pop punk like hooks and like lyrics and like it's Green Day at the peak of their powers. Excellent stuff. Um, and then the final one is, I have to say it, it's Enema of the State. I, oh, I, shit. I don't think that you could not say Enema of the State when you're talking about pop punk. Uh, in much the same way that every song on London Calling is excellent, every song on Enema of the State is excellent. Like, I, I love every single song on that record. Even Adam's song, which is my least favorite Blink-182 song. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I don't want to say it's perfect, but I mean, it's, it's pretty damn close to perfect. It's great stuff. Well, God damn it. I don't, I don't have great collective thoughts like that, but I can at least name my three. Um, and it's all, it's, it's my favorite albums from the artists that I, I named in the first place. And it's, Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace from... Did I just say Raise and Grace? Raise and Grace? (laughs) I did consume, and I'm not even shitting you, I did consume a copious amount of raisins today. It's probably not not good. We're talking like one box, two boxes? How many boxes of raisins? We lost count, brother. We lost count. That's good. That's good. Josh, how many raisins did you consume today? Uh, Zero. Okay. We're gonna need you to up that before yeah, the next podcast. This is okay. unacceptable, and I should probably yeah. lower mine. Yeah, even it out. Rise and fall. I, I ate a banana, and we're just gonna end it at that for the offspring. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ocean Avenue for Yellow Card, and then Riot for uh, I about said misery business. Paramore, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Riot is a great record, man. Yes. Oh man, you just aged. You fucking dated yourself. You said record. Kids are like, "What is that?" Yeah, right. I'm like those things they sell at Target now. Those vintage collectibles <laughs> that oh. they make specifically for old people. Right. Oh, that that just pains me. That that's. I know. <sighs> it's disgusting. Yeah. All right. Do you have three, or are you stalling? No, I have three. Okay. Um, so I would go one back from josh and i would say i'd say dude ranch okay um, dude ranch is so good man i i think dude ranch to enema of the state shows the difference it, it, one it shows the difference that a drummer can make in a band oh yeah two it shows the difference of that polish like what does polish mean in a musical sense to, to me right um to me, that that's a difference in polishes. Enema of the State to Dude Ranch. Um, whereas Dude Ranch is more my flavor. Enema of the State, it's great. It's, I, you know, I love it, but it's not Dude Ranch. Um, two, a band that we didn't really ever talk about here, but I, I consider this kind of that second wave of pop punk, where emo was really taking over and pop punk was kind of falling back, and that's the All-American Rejects, um, Move Along. Oh, that's a good like, one. Yeah, I, I think that's an often overlooked pop punk band because emo is so prevalent by by the time they came around, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and that song, just absolute banger. I think like them and uh, was that Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, those two bands uh, kind of get oh, lost in that. Dude. I kind of consider them pop punk. Red Jumpsuit's a little harder. I consider them very one note, um, but I, I consider them both. 
All American Rejects, their, their first singles. two albums 100% straddled that line between pop punk and emo. Yeah. Yeah. God, that just took and, me back, dude. I don't know how I did not think of American All American Rejects all night. Yeah. I think I think it's mostly because I I personally think of them as emo, but like that first what is it? Move along is just so pop punk at its root. Yeah. Um and then I if I had to pick like a third one when I mean if we're talking honestly like wave three, I, I'd say I'd probably actually say that new Scary Kids album that I keep coming back to. It it really sounds like what I consider modern pop punk to kind of be, where it's a little bit of everything, and maybe that's by the varying artist on it. Um, and I am struggling with the name for it. Sorry, this the, the perils of live radio, as they would <laughs> say in the age. biz. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too. Out of Light, that's its name. Um, Out of Light is it. it features a lot of pop punk artists on a band that hadn't been together for a decade kind of refining their sound and they didn't come out sounding like a myspace band which on one hand i i low-key wanted a myspace band on the other hand i'm happy that i didn't get one um i remember i listened to the album once and like immediately i was like i think like seven in the morning i'm texting mindy you gotta listen to this album uh you know, it, it was cool, and I I think that's kind of more what I want out of modern pop punk is kind of rotation with maybe, like, it, it's kind of reverse Nine Inch Nails, right? Trent Reznor's Nine Inch Nails, and he has touring bands. This is a band with a rotating cast of lead singers. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, those are, those are kind of be my three. Oh, shit, hmm. dude. And... Josh, if you don't listen to Ice Nine Kills, you probably should. No, no, I, no. I have listened to a couple of their songs. Kayla introduced me to them, uh, okay. and I've liked what I've heard. But I also have tried to kind of like branch out into some of their stuff that she hasn't showed me, and I didn't like it as much. Oh, that's no, their what... older stuff is, and yeah, you, they've been around like twenty years. But I'm like, shocked you even liked a couple of about. songs from them. <laughs> oh no! I'm like I like fucking them, huh? flabbergasted, actually. Yeah, we want to be on, you want to be on the metal episode, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. We can talk you know, about you don't want to ghost for five minutes. Oh, you yeah. know what? You, you guys did the collaborations episode for the last episode, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's not really a collab, but have you guys ever heard uh, uh, Jeff? You might know the band Devil Driver. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. Devil Driver did a covers album of country songs called Outlaws Till the End, and it is amazing, and I hate yeah. metal. <laughs> Holy shit. I I don't like country music. I'm, I'm aware of that album. Um, Did you just say yeah, you don't it, like country music? I I do and I don't. I, I'll be honest. It, it's, it's the genre. <laughs> yeah. That's just crazy to me, considering one of the artists that we talked about last episode. Oh yeah, Bad Wolf. Yeah, he's different though. Uh, he is <laughs> different. Wild Coyote. Yeah, we talked about two. Shit, maybe I do like country. Maybe I low key. Yeah. Fuck, I'm gonna go buy some acid wash Wranglers. There you go, acid washed fucking yeah. Jinkos. Yeah. There no, I uh, I'm familiar with Outlaws till the end. It's a it's a 
different album. I'm I'm arguably not a huge Devil Driver fan. Um, yeah, uh, they're like one of the few Napalm record bands. I think they're on Napalm that I'm not really in tune with. Hmm. Well, you know what I'm a fan of. Ending the podcast. Ending this fucking episode <laughs> before you two. Yeah. I know what Josh feels like now when Austin and I start doing stupid shit. Okay. I mean, hey, you just haven't gotten to like the text messages from me. So no, you're still I get snippets Josh. when Josh gets absolutely scared for his life. He'll send me something like, please help, Jeff, Jeff is coming for me. <laughs> it's actually kind of amazing. Just keep him on his toes. Keep him young, right? Yes. Keep those toes healthy. If you are looking to find us elsewhere, you can. The CultureBot family of content is extensive, but the best place to find all of us is in the CultureBot Discord server. Between CultureBot selects, hunting pixels, and now the bot. Damn it, I can't get the P like you do. All of us collectively gather in the server to converse and have a good time. But we all know what you really want, and you want the socials. And Josh is our special guest, so he gets to be named first. Josh is available on Twitter at the bebotman182, and the 182 in his name, you'll never guess where it's from. <laughs> uh, you can find him on Instagram at bebotman182 and on Twitch at the underscore bebotman, where we sometimes like to stream games like Dead by Daylight together. Um, and soon, Apex Legends. <clears throat> you can find Culture Bop on Twitter at culture underscore bop, on Instagram at culture underscore bop. That was kind of there. I kind of got that the thing. That was good. You Thank got you. that one. All right. And on YouTube, at CultureBop, where some bomb-ass videos have been dropping, thanks to Mr. Josh McMullen, a new one coming soon, based around Stranger Things. Um, Jeff, you, yeah. you get to go next. You're on Instagram at right. Toe. That's S-Z-Y-A-R-T-O. I could not have remembered that had it not been in front of me. You can also find him on YouTube at the name of Jeffrey Ciarto spelled the same way, but this time pronounced Scissorto. That's correct. Um, you can find me on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitter, unfortunately, at OMDizzyTV, and on YouTube at OMDizzy, and on Twitch at OMDizzy. Outside of the BOP, we do have Hunting Pixels, your home of all video game-related content, and Culture Bop selects your deep dive into specific bits of media, including movies, games, music, and more. That's it. That's a wrap. That's it. That is a wrap. That is a wrap. Yeah. That is a we do the clap that is at a bop. End? Yep. There. Just get all those peas in there. The more the, <laughs> the more the better. Okay. Until next time, farewell. <laughs> <laughs>